Konnichiwa. How do y'all? I'm Leslie. I'm Laurie. Welcome to Sumo, Sumo Kaboom, where we talk about all things Sumo. Yeah, thanks for being here, y'all. This week, we're talking about people turning a page on one kind, one style, one period of their life and going into another. That's right. We're going to be talking about three different men doing that right now, either through retirement ceremonies or promotions. That's right. So stay tuned for lots of info on parties and what's going to happen in people's next phase of life. That's right. But first, let's have a news flash. All right. Well, it was finally revealed this week. We know who the Belly Touch event wrestlers are. Oh, we do. We It has been revealed. Who's it going to be? You are going to get to touch the bellies of, get this, Shodai. <gasps> Ura. Oh my god. Sadano Umi, don't know how I feel about that. Mm. Hirada Umi, also don't know how I oh, feel about that. Oh no, I would love that one. Well, you know it's gonna be a really tight belly. And then Ichiyamamoto, who is pretty much game for anything. Anyway, so that is something to look forward to. And also, there's going to be in Kyushu a singing song show. So Ooh. I don't know what that means really, other than maybe we're going to get some big hits from some of our favorite wrestlers singing. So there's going to be lots of exciting things coming up. Wow, how exciting. Oh, I wish I was in Japan. You know what is uh, also very exciting? What? Little Koto Shoho will become a husband. Oh, really? He got engaged? Well, he announced an engagement between him and a 23-year-old woman who is slender. Now, that is all we know other than he gave her stats in height and weight. So she's 160 centimeters and she's slender, which is is now how we know she's about this height and this much weight. So that actually was the funniest. And also... Is she taller than him? No, I don't think so. But she's also... She's from uh, Fukuoka. So also hometown height and weight, just like she's entering the ring so anyway they call each other by their real names i think toshiki and like juna or something like that juna something like that but they met two years ago and then they've been having a long distance relationship and he said kept this up via email and text messaging since then yes and so i mean the engagement the ceremony the the registration is going to come i think by the end of the month he showed a picture of her on his cell phone because he wanted to show a picture of his, of his girl. girl and she's beautiful and it's very sweet but he said when he met her he knew immediately he wanted to exchange contact information and i'm sure because at that time he obviously had no time to date and it was going to be long distance yeah so he was like i want to be with this woman and so he maintained this little relationship now we know by maybe he's been a little out of focus in some of his sumo oh, this last oh, couple of years or well, year. Yeah. He's had his ups and downs. Yeah, sure, sure, sure. Well, I hope this woman makes him feel like he's yes. struck by lightning, as yes. they say on Ted Lasso. Yes, yeah. exactly. But it was funny because other stablemates were asked about it. Kochanawaka was asked, and he was like, to be honest, I was kind of surprised. <laughs> <laughs> like, like he keeping it private or whatever. They were like, "What? Okay." Well, it's hard to keep any sort of secret in a hey. I know. So That's anyway, awesome. he will become a husband before that, you know it. That does seem really young to get married, doesn't it? It does. But, but other know... people all over the world get married at different ages, and they make they uh, make even do. in the U.S. And people get married. The... Yeah. Just <laughs> it just seems odd to me because it's not what I did. You know? I know. Well, speaking of who got married, also. My boyfriend, Takayasu, he finally I saw had that. 
That ceremony. The ceremony. Now, they've been married yeah, for they two have, years. They have kids. They have kids. So they finally had a real ceremony this time around. And so congrats to my boyfriend and his new wife officially. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, but I wonder how they feel adorable. about that. If they're like, oh, my God, this is three years in and now we have the celebration. We got to get. I don't know. Oh, we got to get fixed up for each other. They looked really happy they in did. the pictures. They so did. I was like, good for Good for Takiyasu. All right. Sadly, Ishiura, the man with the best sumo buns in the business, is now retired. And he becomes apparently the name that any wrestler retires and need a name is now Magaki because yeah. he is now Magaki yeah. Oyakata. I was actually really happy with this news. Yes, I was too, because he has been suffering with like a cervical spine uh, issue or mm-hmm. disease, it was mentioned in the press. And so he's been really struggling and he's so far down. He's so far down the rankings that it just makes sense like take care of your body you can always become an oyakata you can still do sumo but your body has taken a beating and so you got to leave the sport yeah we're all gonna miss him he was beautiful to watch he was and his sumo was fantastic and best buns in biz yep now we have a couple of big things kakaru Retired this weekend, mm-hmm. as well as Ikioi. Yep. Retired. And I'm going to talk about, chat about both that. of those ceremonies in case any of you, in case some of you did not spend your weekends watching <laughs> retirement ceremonies like I did. There was so much news this week. Yeah. There was so much news. It's just always after a Basho, there's just so much stuff happening. Mm-hmm. And that was this week. I was like, what? And this guy got engaged and this guy married and this guy got retired. Oh, I couldn't keep up with it. It's great. But anyway, so we're kind of the sumo gossip podcast. But we are always we always have our our media sources. So that we're, is not true. we're not gossip. We speculate. We speculate sometimes. Yeah. But yeah. we do not we spread don't make gossip it up. as it as is as no, it is but, truth. But we are very interested in personal lives of sumo wrestlers. Yeah, well everybody else is, I think. I think a lot of people try to keep it on the up and up professional. Right? But we're no. just like, no, give no. us all of the good I stuff, I want to know all about them. I want to know both. All sides of sumo is what I want to exactly. know. Exactly. My new boyfriend, officially Kiribayama, was promoted to Ozeki this week. And he... There was a surprise in this. Yes. And that is that he has a new name. He has taken on his master's fighting name, Shikona, as uh, now he will be known Ozeki Kirishima. So what happened is the, I think in the Ich Ichiman, they have like uh, two messenger people and they go to the Michinoku stable and they greeted him and were like, hey, congratulations, we're the messengers telling you, you have been officially promoted to Ozeki, which we all knew was going to happen. Yeah, so I'm yeah. sure he had his, you know, his sumo hair done and was ready. Yeah, they tell to, him. They're like, we're coming in 10 minutes. I'm sure he knows. It was not like he was in bed and he was like, what? There's like, people at the my, door. Come <laughs> my sumo jammies on. I don't know what to do. <laughs> so, you know, there's so much. I'm going to do a little breakdown of him and I'll give you a little highlight too of kind of what he said in some of his interviews that he did this week because there was so much press. And what I take away from watching him, Kiribayama or now Kurishima, is that he's so humble and he's like not really used to the publicity. And he seemed 
a bit awkward and shell-shocked, you know, in some of the pictures. And maybe that's because his parents were in town. Like, all of this focus has been on him. And he obviously, I'm sure, has plenty of people taking pictures of him, but maybe not to this scale. So it's all coming hard and fast to him. But he was smiling and... His handmates were smiling. Yeah, that one photo. Yes, everybody's so happy for him. And he's just sweet and humble Mm -hmm. and is so extremely happy to be here. He just kind of seems like, oh my gosh, all this is happening to me. It's crazy. But he did say, whenever they come, the messengers come and say, you will now be an Ozeki. The original Karishima said, I will devote myself to training and do my best not to stain the name of Ozeki. And that was after 1990 tournament. That was his Oyakata. Now, what he said was this. I will do my best to practice more than ever so as not to stain the name of Ozeki. Hmm, nice. <laughs> and then you listen to all the other ones and they're very much... <laughs> they're very similar, yeah. Very similar. Is it something like, do you have to say these words no. within the ceremony to make it no, real? No, because Takanohana said, with indomitable spirit, I will devote myself to the sumo path. Hmm. And then Wakanohana, his brother, said, I will devote myself. That's all he said. Huh. Maybe so, he forgot the second half. Maybe. But Kisuno Sato said also the same thing. The Ozeki's name has been stained or, or will not be stained or something like that. So they we all said the Ozeki's name will be stained <laughs> with me. Stained. But anyway, here's a little backstory on, on uh, Kiribayama, 27 years old. He came to Japan from Dornodu, Mongolia, a very far away city, far away from Ulaanbaatar, 700 kilometers, which is about 434. I just did that in my brain. Just kidding. I looked it up. 434 miles to all of us miles people. Um, So he grew up as a nomadic child, uh, riding horses all day long on the harsh prairie land of Mongolia. He would ride over 30 kilometers a day, helping his father tend to the flocks. And he would make like trip after trip after trip, multiple trips a day to the well to get water. Now his name is Bjornbjörnchuren Hagswasseren, but his nickname is Hagwa or Hagwa. H-A-G-W-A. That's what everyone calls him. So I imagine him on the prairie living a harsh life, drinking horse's milk like they do. But it was a childhood unlike many. No one can really fathom what this childhood is like, unless you're also Mongolian. And a lot of the Mongolian wrestlers that we know aren't all like nomadic kids. They were city kids. So this kid has a very, very unique background. One with, I'm sure, a harsh, harsh living style. And that was just normal to him. In 2014, he had an acquaintance who invited him to like, he told him about there was a sumo test that was going on in Japan. And if you were interested in going, come on, let's go. And Kiribayama went because he was just curious. And that was being held at the Michinoku Uh, stable. So he went with four other Mongolians and they took kind of the same test where they worked out for about a month. He had no judo experience or he had judo experience, but he had no sumo experience. He was just like, I don't know what this is. He was 180 centimeters tall. Is that the same height as Kota Shoho's uh, girlfriend? girlfriend? I'm sure it is. He came over about the same height and weight Mm -hmm. as Kota Shoho's fiance. That is made up, y'all. But that's made up, (laughs) but less than 70 kilograms, whatever that is. I don't know. I I don't know. Anyway, but out of all the five, the master said, this kid 
is got like the most potential. He has the most sumo sense out of all the five. I don't know what happened to the other four. We should do another episode on where are they now? They just got back on a plane and just went straight yeah, back yeah, to yeah. Prairie Land. Yeah. We I also would... need a little poster on the side of this closet that is how you get <laughs> from kilometers to, to miles, miles and kilograms to, to pounds. pounds. I think kilograms is like like two. It's like you we multiply just... it times two, point two or something, right? I don't know. Anyway, so the thing was, though, the master at the time of the stable, he kind of was a he was hesitant to bring on any foreign kids because he had it in his mind that it was going to be a mountain to climb to communicate and also to get this kid straight out of Mongolia, like accustomed to Japanese living culture, life, all Mm -hmm. of that. But when he asked, I think, uh, Kiribayama at the time, he wasn't named Kiribayami quite yet. I don't know what they were calling him then. But Hagwa. Hagwa. Who knows? But he said, you know, why do you want to do this? And Kiribayama said, well, I have a I have a duty to my parents. I want to be able to provide for them. And I want to bring them over to, a, to Japan. I want to provide them with a better life. And that is really what uh, clinched. Sealed the deal. Yeah, sealed the deal for him. And his boss said, I can respect that. We got a good kid. Good head on his shoulders, loves his family. Um, I'm making all this up, but he saw some promise in him, and he yeah. was like, "Okay, I like I like what this kid's saying, and he seems like he's going to work hard." And that was what he had to say. He was like, "You can stay, but there's one thing you got to do, and that's listen to me and work hard." And he was like, "I got it, no problem." Um, also, making that part up, but anyway, I assume he said, "I can do that." Otherwise, he wouldn't be in pro sumo. So, indeed, it was a difficult start for him because. They said he only wanted to eat tough meats like beef jerky. (laughs) Yeah. And he refused vegetables and fish. So if you do live in a harsh Mongolian landscape, like... There's not a lot of veggies out there. There's not a lot of zucchini growing wild. And you're going to eat beef jerky. Yeah. Yeah. So do they have lakes out there? I don't even uh, know. Somewhere maybe, but it's... But if you're traveling miles for water, I, I'm thinking there's not a lot of fish around. Probably not. <laughs> Probably not. And he would often get homesick and he would go outside and he would look at the night sky mm-hmm. and that would remind him of his family back home. Because obviously, yeah. you know, you're looking at the same night sky he would connect. But he eventually found a way to figure out how to eat better and he started to put on weight and he got a little bit better. He was a tall and skinny kid and... I think, though, the master said, you know, I see a lot of promise in him and gave him the, the Shikona of Kiribayama, which is Futabayama, the legendary Yokozuna, half of his name and then half of Kurishima, which is his master's name. So that's a pretty promising Shikona you give to a young kid. So he must have been kind of special from the start is my guess. So that was 2014 when he came over and 2015 he made his professional debut. Now it wasn't always an easy ride because he did have some really big injuries along the way. He had a partial rupture to the medial collateral ligament. What's that? Your ACL? What's that? No, it's it's another ligament. It's on the inside of your knee. Okay, inside knee. Well, it's like, yeah, medial Medial. It's like towards the middle middle line. So the inner edge of his knee. I'm glad we have you because (laughs) I'd be like, I don't know, shin bone. I don't know. Uh, Anyway, but um, that kind of injury supposedly was so bad that it could end a career. But also they said that from 
what he came over with, the strength of his legs and what he naturally had from his background in Mongolia, he was especially quick to heal. It was not a crazy fast journey up to the top like we've seen from Hokuseiho and some of these big kids. He started in 2015. He made his debut to Jirio in 2019. And so he's really kind of been plugging away at it. But the thing is, in 2019, that's kind of an important year to remember, because that is the year that Kakuru's coach, the one I think who was really mean to him, died. So being in the same Ichiman or the same collection of stables, Kakuru was like one of three wrestlers that was left at that stable, the Azutsu stable, and they all got transferred over to Michinoku. So Michinoku didn't have a Yokozuna in the house. Now, all of a sudden, we have a Yokozuna and he's Mongolian. I think you can attribute a lot of Kiribayama's success to Kakaru specifically. So Kakaru taught him how to eat better because he was still skinny. And I do know, like, he has put on a lot of weight. Mm -hmm. But Kakaru said, you're eating two bowls of rice right now. Baseline, three three bowls. That's baseline. That's minimum. You're going to be eating four a day if you want to get bigger. And then he taught him how to eat natto, more rice. And so he's bulked up. And then he's been able to teach him um, some techniques that, like, getting your head in close to your opponent's chest, some of the stuff he wasn't doing. And Kakaru was able to really communicate to him how to do that. So he became, like, an incredible mentor. Mm. So I think that that's kind of why we've seen him take off, especially lately, because now Kakaru is retired all he can focus on is Kiribayama. And you could see, we'll talk later about uh, the relationship they have, but Kakaru sees him definitely as his disciple. He was his sword bearer in his retirement ceremony. Mm -hmm. So there's a close relationship there and, and a beautiful one. When he was given his name by his coach, it means iron power, I think. By the way... I'm I'm not correcting you or at all. Horsepower, something. Well, I listened a lot in the retirement to ceremonies to how they were going to say his name. Kirishima. Or Kiri- it was Kirishima. 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 But we'll see when the other announcers get online to start start talking. I imagine Kirishima. And, I don't know. I, I really don't know. I don't know either. But anyway, he will have a name spelled K I R I S H I M A. So that that's a very strong name. Horsepower or iron power? Iron power, I think mm. it's translated as. Mm. Now, when he got promoted, he has not been home in four years. His father, who has the same name, uh, Bayan Buchurin, uh, no, Bayan Buchurin, and his mother, Infragrural. <laughs> Again, Larry and Leslie do not do Mongolian very well, so we don't do apologies. Japanese very well. We don't either. really do anything. We try. We try, but uh, anyway. So they were over, and they were so proud of him. And all his mother and father had said to him is like, "Go and do this," because can you imagine sending away your like your kid and not seeing him for that long? But they were like, you can do this, devote yourself to daily practice, do your best every day and listen to what your master says and don't forget to be honest. And I think that that's overall kind of what I started started saying is he's humble and he's honest. You know, he's not a showman. He just seems to honestly answer everything with um, just an open heart, you know, so I hope it stays like that. He has a blood type of O. He failed Japanese language when he was in sumo school. <laughs> oh, so, that makes me feel better. Yeah, but this is a really fun thing. His first phrase that he learned when he came to Japan as he was trying to just grasp anything. Yeah. He was watching Dragon Ball Z. Yeah. And he uh, caught this 
popular phrase or a line from the song, which is Osu Oragoku, which endeared him to many people who knew Jag- Dragon Ball Z. So they'd see this kid who kept saying this phrase from the cartoon and they were like, what? But they would laugh at him for saying it. But then he would laugh because they were laughing and it kind of opened up everybody's communication to him, even yeah. though he was struggling. What does it mean? It means basically that you will endure, give your best and overcome challenges, push forward and to fare, forbear and transcend. It's oh. kind of, it means a, a bunch of things, but it has, you know, meaning behind it. But everyone knew it came from Dragon Ball. <laughs> So, um, this cute kid quoting cartoons. Yeah, it was just like you can tell that makes sense for him. He's like, I I can't communicate with these people, but I'm going to try to make them like me. They'll understand hopefully the meaning of it and we can connect in some way. You know, he's just honest and earnest in everything he does. Well, his record, Ozeki, will be his debut July 2023. He has one Makauchi Championship, one Makushita Championship, one Sundame Championship, one fighting spirit prize and three technique prizes that's a pretty great resume for a 27 year old kid yeah well i look forward to seeing what he does as ozeki okay i'm gonna talk about two other men uh, approaching or actually in new chapters of their lives yeah as we said before there were two retirement ceremonies over the weekend and you can watch most of these ceremonies on youtube that's how i watch them yeah me too just fan events you know people upload bits and pieces what is so great about retirement ceremonies is they they all have the same basic structure they all work the same basic way but each one has slight tweaks that show you a lot about the person's personality, right? Right. They're also great because they're relaxed affairs and you get to see all the wrestlers in a whole different light. No one's jockeying for a certain place on the Bonsuke. Everyone, everyone really does seem relaxed and like they're having a grand old time, you know? Yeah. So first I'm going to, I'll outline how Kakuryu's went and then I'll just give you the quick and dirty on Ikioi's and tell you how it differed. Right. Okay. So Kakuryu, if you're new to Sumo, you haven't seen him. He hasn't been out there in a while. He was an incredible Yokozuna. And he was there when I first started watching Sumo. He, at the as COVID ended and things opened back up, that's when, as he said, his body started screaming for him to stop doing Sumo. He was missing a lot towards the end of his career because of yeah. back pain and things like that. Right. Um, he but- was kind of the yin and yang. Hakuho had the pizzazz and he's the he's like the quiet reserved yokozuna yeah his style of sumo was not aggressive like hakaho's was at all he was never angry he'd never appeared angry in the in the ring he his style was very refined very smart um he used a lot of leg trips he it seemed to me he was studying how to make his opponent go out with the least amount of effort possible right he looked very relaxed all the time. Right. He had a beautiful style. I loved watching him work. So the footage that was uploaded uh, about his retirement s- ceremony was often, you know, in the beginning, a lot of people walking around and showing off the flower arrangements because it's it's in the big, it's in the same place that the... the Co- yeah, it's the coca Yeah, yeah. So there's lots of decorations up. There's they make they hand make these new banners for them so it's a lot of footage on look at these gorgeous flowers and and i'm talking like a hundred flower 
flower arrangements yeah. all displayed beautifully and flags and there's merch. There's, yeah, there's there's really great footage of like people putting coins into machines and getting a custom bookmark that's, you know, got <laughs> Kakariu on it and says it's from his retirement ceremony. People are very excited about the merch, even at a retirement ceremony. Oh, yeah. But Kakariu or, or the wrestler who's retiring is often outside and welcoming people into the event, taking pictures with people. It's a very... You know, you can get up and close with whoever is retiring. Yeah. And usually so, his wife or his master is there mm-hmm. as well. And sometimes kids. But yeah. they're at a distance. But you can walk in and yeah. wave at them. And yeah. They're there. And some people, I don't know who they are. Some people are getting pictures standing right next to them. Yeah, they're probably, probably supporters. <laughs> yeah. I don't Financial know who they people. are. But it seems <laughs> as though you can get up close and personal if you're a big enough supporter yeah. to the person. So you can meet them outside and inside they put on this whole show and there's oftentimes sumo oh there is always sumo they they do the same comedy routine where they show everybody what's not allowed in sumo they parade the wrestlers in in their beautiful keshimawashi um it appeared as though in kakoryu's jurio paraded in as Mm. well as makauchi so all the guys were there all the paid men Mm -hmm. were there looking their best showing showing everyone who came Mm -hmm. katie bayama did the hair ceremony the hair demonstration yep 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 and the place wasn't packed to the gills but it appeared to be about 75 percent full like there was there was a good amount of people there was a demo of the rope tightening with a yokozuna belt yeah. um, and this is something we don't normally get to see right. in a basho because it happens behind closed doors but mm-hmm. it's a really cool thing to watch it takes seven guys to tie that belt on yeah and it's nuts uh, yeah kakuri was standing there the whole time waving to people in the crowd as this is being done so it's it is educational we get to see this thing that we normally don't get to see we saw him do his last doyo iri mm-hmm. until he's what 59 60 60 something? yeah yeah the red belt yeah and it was it was lovely to see because we have not seen his style of doyo iri since he retired. Both Hakaho and Terunofuji do the other style of doyo iri. There's yeah. two different styles. Yeah. Uh, Kakuru does the unru. Yeah, I don't remember the name of it. Yeah. There's there's two different styles and they're slightly different. They're not yeah, hugely different. You can different. tell by the back of the, the, of the rope. Yeah, yeah. And so Kakuryu has the circle. So it has the circle one. Yeah. The unru style. So you got to see Shiranui that. Shiranui is the other one. Shiranui. Hey, good brain. Good well, I suck at kilometers and inches and <laughs> centimeters, but, but I... But you remember and, the Yokozuna belt styles. Right. <laughs> well, they have different dances that go with them. So. Yeah. Yes. So that's what was really beautiful about seeing his doyo iri again is the reminder of his style. And and his style, it is a less aggressive doyo iri as well. It's yeah, a smoother... Simpler. It's just different. It's, mm-hmm. it's just really cool to watch. We got to see him do some sumo with his son. Oh my gosh. Which is always a huge hit in these retirement ceremonies. Did you see him? They kept calling his name and he was late. He was somewhere and he ran down from the stadium steps because he was up high above. <laughs> and he ran down like a crazy kid. Oh, it was cutting his father's hair. That's where he was 
present. And he was oh. meant to be in line on the side waiting to go up to cut his father's hair. And they said his name three times. And then all of a sudden you see this like five-year-old boy like yeah. just bolting down the steps to go cut his father's hair. His kids are adorable. Yeah, he's got three kids. They look, they appear to be like three, five, and seven, somewhere yeah. in there. So the son came out in the Mawashi to do sumo with his dad. And it's just adorable because the son had his had his eye on his dad the whole time trying to come like mirror exactly what his dad was doing and they do the shiko they do the throwing of the salt they do everything that the big real guys do and you get to see it's him and his son doing this and then they have a match and always the kid wins <laughs> always always and you know it's uh, kakariyu was yeah, they they play fall, they play turn. Like, yeah. oh my god, you're pushing me out. It's <laughs> it is adorable. It makes everyone swoon. And at the end, after the kid wins and they do their bows, well, then his son came, ran over after he got off the doyo and gave his dad a hug. Yeah, it, was it was adorable. So Everybody was like, oh my god, that's the cutest thing ever. I have to say about his kids, they seemed like real kids. Oh, they yeah. were they like other sumo kids are like they're disciplined these kids like they were they had busy bodies their hands were moving his little boys like was mugging for all the pictures and and they just let him be there they were just like adorable kids yeah so then after they do some of that kind of sumo they get to the haircutting and when you're a yokozuna the first person that comes out and cuts your hair is the president of mongolia himself well right that's Uh, who shows up at my haircuts yeah absolutely (laughs) but not only him we had and this is one of the cool parts of retirement ceremony it's so nostalgic because you get to see all these men that you used to watch do sumo we got Wakanahana. We got Asa Shoryu, who showed up blonde yeah. in a beautiful beige suit and blue shoes, yeah. looking so suave, yeah. so he got dressed huge up. Huge applause. Oh, yeah. Everybody was loving seeing yeah, him. Yeah, you can tell people are big fans. We saw Harama Fuji, who looked kind of like professorial. You know what's he, weird about Harama Fuji is that he, he looked skinny. He looks like an old man, even though he's yeah. younger. Uh, yeah, we <laughs> get to me. see. Yeah. There's something about him that's like, he has that old man look. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we get uh, Kisena Sato. We got Kota Shogiku. We got Hakuho, who still approaches the doyo. Even when he's in a suit, he approaches the doyo like he's about to win a contest every time. We got <laughs> Ikioi, who was about to be retired the next day. We got Terano Fuji. We got uh, Kiribayama, who is now... Kirishima, Kirishima or Kirishima. We got Shodai, Tamawashi. All the while, more and more men coming up to cut his hair. And they all lean over and say something into Kakuryu's ear. And almost every time, the wrestlers start to cry. And it was the same for Kakuryu. The tears began. You could just see all of the heart and soul that he put into that pursuit of sumo, all of his rivals, all of his friends coming to wish him well. And not only that, but there's always some sort of celebrity sighting. And for Kakuryu's, it was a couple of comedians that showed up to cut his hair. Two brothers that have this, they do, it's kind of like stand-up comedy throughout Japan called Nakagawake. I know that I just messed up that name. Um, But uh, yeah, they showed up. So, you know, it shows that he's got, 
He's got a sense of humor about him. Maybe yeah. he appreciates a good dad joke here and there. If he likes comedians, right? Yep. All these people come up to cut his hair. And then one of the coolest things they do at these retirement ceremonies is right before the final cut, the top knot comes off, they bring the lights down and the announcer recaps the story of this person's career. Yeah. In other words, how he's going to be remembered. And you get to watch him listen to all of this. Man, Kakuri was crying through this as well. And then they bring the lights back up. The main oyakata comes out, cuts off the top knot. For Kakuryu, he stood next to his oyakata. They bowed to each side of the auditorium. His wife and his three kids came up next to the ring. His eldest daughter spoke and like gulp cried through her speech. So sweet. He hugged her like, oh, it's okay. I mean, it was adorable, absolutely adorable. And then he left the doyo. He took one deep breath and one deep, very reverent bow to the doyo. Mm. And then he went out. And get a haircut. Yeah, to get a haircut. And they do some sumo while he's getting his haircut to keep the crowd involved. And it's yeah. not real sumo, you know. It's, right. They let certain people win, and right. it appears to be a lot of fun. Show sumo. Yeah, show sumo. And he came back, and y'all, he looked good. Yeah. He I looked like his real hair. good. He looked good. Yeah, he was in a gray suit, like it had check patterns on it, and a pink tie. He yeah. looked so spiffy. He looked sharp. So, so spiffy. It just appeared to be an incredible, incredible day for Kakuryu. Now for Ikioi, the next day, and if you if you don't know who Ikioi is, his style he was not a yokozuna, right? And his style of sumo, well, first of all, I'll just say when I first started watching sumo, he was kind of a rank and file guy. Yeah, he was in the top division, but yeah. he was never towards the very top. But he. I would call his style kind of like Okinoumi's, you know, show up, do your job 100 percent. Yeah. Don't show any emotion. Yeah. But there there always seemed to be a deep reverence for everything that he was doing. Yeah. He also huge fan of the sport. I mean, the ambassador, if you were going to have an ambassador who believes who in uh, sumo this is your yeah, guy yeah he was his sumo was not flashy he's a big guy he he could go to Tall. the belt you know he could push he was kind of but he wasn't for me anyway wasn't known for a certain thing or a certain move you know yeah. like i'm not like this is an ikioi move right here right. it was just kind of the, an overall piece and reverence that he brought to everything that he did right mostly we enjoyed him because he was a great singer oh yeah that's what i was looking forward to what is he going to do musically in his retirement ceremony things went very similarly to kakuryu's retirement ceremony though of course there was no yokozuna belt tying and i would say there was a difference in the haircutting ceremony um, there were still some incredible people that came by to cut his hair. Okinoumi showed up. Kakuryu showed up. Hakuho, Kiribayama, Shodai, Takayasu, lots of people that we would recognize. But Ikiwe was approaching it like a completely different way. It almost appeared, I guess I didn't realize how emotional he is. Until this ceremony, it appeared as though he was meditating as he was getting his hair cut, like deep breathing, meditating just to keep it together. 
Right. He was doing very deep breathing. Um, yeah, it was, I was, I could almost see him counting down inside just 10, 9, 8, hold myself together just a little bit, little bit. And then when the lights dimmed and they started to talk about his career, well, that's when, that's when the tears really started to fall for Akioi for the tall guy himself. As they were talking about how many kimboshi he had and who it was against, he just couldn't he couldn't stop the tears. It was really beautiful. And then his coach after they cut the top knot off, his coach spoke a little bit about Ikioi, and this is where his ceremony really took a different turn than Kakuryu's. A couple of uh kids came up to give him flowers, you know, like Kakuryu's kids and his wife came up and they made a speech and they gave him flowers. Well, a couple of kids came up next to the doyo for Ikioi and gave him flowers. But these kids, you could tell there was there was very little relationship between him and these kids. It was really like sweetly awkward. These kids came up. Uh, it was as if they were a little embarrassed too. They handed Ikioi some flowers and then they stood there for pictures and the kids gave peace fingers and were kind of leaning in towards Ikioi, but not really. And Ikioi was kind of leaning into the kids, but not really. It was beautifully awkward. And then this woman came up with a huge bouquet of flowers and she was dressed to the nines. She looked beautiful. And she came up and gave a very long emotional speech to Ikioi as he was on the doyo. And then she started to sing and they had this whole number where she sang to him as he sat on the stage with his hair cut. And it was a long song, y'all. It was kind of like the Japanese version of like Bye Bye Miss American Pie. It was, it was like a five to seven minute song, super long song as he took in the words and he listened. And then after the song was done, he came over and he shook her hand. Her name, Hirahara Ayaka. She's She seems to be a mezzo. Um, she's a singer, songwriter, jazz saxophonist and VO artist in Japan. She sang a beautiful, beautiful song. So they had this really wonderful moment together at the end. And of course, I wondered, okay, do they have something going on? And I had to go back to the internet and, you know, find out what is the status of Ikioi's personal life. And he was engaged several years ago to a famous golfer, but that engagement got called off. So he appears to be single and available. So perhaps there were sparks flying on the doyo. I don't know. Perhaps he was he was just amazed by his friend who sang him this song. And, and it was just a mutual, mutual appreciation for each other. So after this song, he went off, he got his hair cut and he came back and he looked so different, y'all. So different with his hair short. He got it really buzzed short on the sides, right above his ears. And the man has a good head of hair. Like, he has a lot of hair. Right. Really, really thick hair on top. So super short on the sides, a little longer on top. And when he came back with this haircut, he was a whole new man. So he came out, he looked good, and he brought up Another singer, an older gentleman by the name of Joji Yamamoto, 73, 
who is, I guess, a famous Inca singer. And this new man, Ikioi, looked relieved. He looked like the weight had come off of his shoulders, and he looked positively thrilled to be singing with this Inca singer. So the Inca singer, would he sang a little bit. He invited Ikioi to sing with him, and then the song would end, and this singer would tell a story a little bit. But Ikioi was just kind of bouncing next to him with his huge smile on his face. He looked so comfortable, so happy. He was giggling. I I kid you not, giggling, dancing with this guy. He looked like a boy in a candy shop. He really did. They didn't do one song. They didn't do two. They did three songs together. And you could see it was as if a whole new career was starting for Ikioi at that moment. And he looked so happy to be done with sumo and to be doing what he loved, singing. So we have not seen the last of Ikioi, I imagine. Perhaps he'll go on tour with this guy. I don't know. I hope that he keeps singing because it is obviously what makes what makes him so happy inside. So after those three songs... He took one last long stand on the doyo by himself. He bowed, he took a breath, and he walked off. And he hardly even looked back. He took a few a few bows towards the audience as he went, but he never turned back around to bow towards the doyo. You could see that, you know, this was a man who who's really ready for his next phase in life. He was so, so excited to be doing something new is what it looks like. (laughs) And relief and happiness seemed to just completely fill him as he was singing songs with this man on the doyo. Perhaps he's had this in mind all along. Perhaps Sumo was just a pit stop for him. Perhaps he's always known that he's a singer. That's really what it seemed like at the end of his retirement ceremony. So we have some more retirement ceremonies coming up in the future. I think Okinoumi's will come up this fall. I think September is what I read. Of course, Ishiura's announcement came over the week, so his will come at some point in the future. They're really fun to watch. And I will put in our show notes on our website some links to some playlists so that if you want to watch the video playlists of these men's retirement ceremonies, you'll you'll know where to go online to watch them. But you could also probably just go to YouTube and search for Kakuryu Retirement Ceremony 2023, and you'll eventually find your way to the same videos that I did. We wish them all the best. I'm sure they're listening. Until next week, we'll be back at you with who knows what, something fun. But we'll see y'all next week. Till then, I'm Leslie. I'm Laurie. Bye. Bye.